0: Hi and welcome to the Dying Task Podcast, I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick. Normally on this show, we talk about things that you can do, active changes you can make to improve your health, your wellness, your overall well-being. But what if I told you that one of the most powerful things you can do to move yourself forward professionally or personally is to do nothing at all? Think about that. Nothing at all. It's called Rest. I'm good at lots of things. Rest, not one of them, but I am starting to come around to the fact that if you do not slow down, your body will slow itself down, and that usually does not end very well for most people. So on this time to ask, we're talking about why rest is so hard for some of us, the science that's backing up the power of rest, and how to rest, like literally, how to rest. It's not as easy as you might think. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing a whole show on this. We are taking a break together on this Dying to Ask. Have you ever wondered how did they do that? I do all the time. I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick and Dying to Ask is the podcast that gets me off a TV news set and into candid conversations with authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and influencers I have been dying to talk to soak up the motivation that comes from learning how other people live their lives, how they take an idea or a goal, they follow through, and they pull it off. And maybe along the way, I'll get some answers to questions you've been dying to ask. Earlier this year, I decided to go all in on medical appointments that I'd missed during the pandemic. And it was probably after reading a story in the morning news like 17 times about the fact that people were behind on their appointments. I thought, well, I should probably follow up on that. I should do that. So I started going down the list and, you know, going and getting the different screenings and all that kind of stuff you're supposed to do. So at the same time, I decided to go all in on looking for new ways to manage stress, because even though a lot of the day-to-day frustrations or you know, anxieties that we've had about COVID have largely disappeared since we're not wearing masks and doing quite what we were a couple of years ago. You know, it's still stressful. Like there's still a lot going on. And so I started reading a lot about training the brain, kind of like you would train your body for a race. It's actually called brain training. You can Google it. And it's basically, you know, a concept that people will use when they want to work on their focus. They want to make remembering easier. Maybe they're dealing with some brain fog for whatever reason. So as I was going through my list and, you know, meeting with all my regular doctors, my personal doctor asked me, as I was asking about this concept of brain training, are you open to acupuncture? And I said, sure, why not? I'm kind of open to everything. So my health group actually offers this thing called integrative medicine. So the concept is they offer approaches that are not usually prescribed in traditional care. So traditional you know, doctor's office, they're probably not going to do acupuncture on the side. However, they might do it in coordination with your traditional medicine. So that's, I was offered that. So I thought, sure, what do I have to lose? You know, an hour of my time, I'll try it. So I committed to a series of acupuncture appointments. So this is like traditional needles in the body. So I go in and the first part of the appointment, I meet the acupuncturist who is just this fantastic guy, super interesting, explains the concept. Um, You go face down and next thing you know, I got like 25 or thirty needles kind of all over me, like neck, back, leg, all of it. And, and I'm fine with it. Needles don't bother me. It's not really painful. It's super interesting to learn about. Then the acupuncturist says, okay, I'm going to turn off this light. I'm going to let you rest for 20 minutes. What? Okay. Nobody told me about that. Rest is part of this. So he turns off the light. There's this like spa music playing, shuts the door And I had instant panic. I'm like 20 minutes face down with needles. So I instantly started trying to scooch off the table to grab my phone. (laughs) I really did. And I couldn't because of the needles. There was a little heat lamp kind of above me. And honestly, like I literally couldn't move. I was stuck. And I knew for 20 minutes. I couldn't tell you the last time in the middle of the day where I had 20 minutes with nothing to do, actually expressly told to do nothing. I, I I couldn't even think of a time when I didn't fill the 20 minutes. I mean, obviously I would fill it with, I might pull a book out of my bag or I might grab the phone and start scrolling. I literally could not move. And it was a little overwhelming. So for somebody who had gone in there to like learn some relaxation techniques, it was not working at all. <laughs> so, I did some breathing, right? So I just started like trying to relax, like just do some breathing in and breathing out. And what felt like at least 15 minutes had gone by. And then I remembered I have an Apple watch on. So there was a little hole in the table. So I like took the watch off and I moved it underneath the little hole in the table. And there was just enough light in this dark room that I could light up the watch and look at it. Okay, friends, it had been three minutes. It was not 15 minutes. It was three. One, two, three. Like 180 seconds is all that had gone by. But for me, the idea of having to sit or lay down and do absolutely nothing for that stretch of a time was problematic. So I was seeing all kinds of metaphors in this one visit. (laughs) I really was. So I ended up, you know, putting the watch back on and I just tried to relax, right? So that first visit was very, very eye-opening to me. And I didn't even tell the acupuncturist about basically the panic attack I had at the idea of having to relax and do nothing for 20 minutes. And I can now tell you that I have gone to probably seven of these sessions. And I have now come from a place of panic of 20 minutes of doing absolutely nothing to it being the best part of my week. I have learned to rest during that time. And it's kind of all kinds of awesome. So it started me thinking about this idea of rest, and it has certainly been buzzy in the corporate world over the last few years. People like Ariana Huffington, who now runs Thrive Gro- Global, um, have made the prioritization of sleep and rest a thing. And some people are really good resters. I am not a great rester because I come from a time and I'm wired away that productivity and multitasking at all times is just a lifestyle. And I'm I'm not saying that to brag. I don't think it's a good thing at all. But it's just kind of how I've done things for a really, really long time. But I don't think it's a really good way to do life. Definitely not anymore. So I started thinking a lot about rest and like learning more about why we need to rest. So there are some really obvious reasons why we need to learn how to rest. First thing is resting helps your body recover. So life in general tears your body down. If you got up and you know got into the commute this morning, you know what I'm talking about. Having some quiet and some rest is what helps get your brain back together. And then the second part, which probably all of us can can relate to is just the stress relief. So if you are stressed in any way, it messes with all kinds of things. And to be fair, being stressed or facing any kind of stress is just part of being human. You have to deal with certain levels of stress. But stress does impact a lot of things in your body. So obviously we now know, the science tells us, that stress influences your hormone levels. So levels like your cortisol level, your fight or flight response. Back in caveman times, fight or flight saved your life. These days, uh, crazy cortisol can make you just feel overwhelmed in addition to just all the other things that you have going on. Rest is what calms and manages that response. So giving yourself a brain break is something that can help not only how you physically feel, but also intellectually how you think and you process information. So for example, and I've talked about it on this podcast before, getting a break, giving your brain a little bit of space to decompress can make you more creative. I work in a creative field. I create content. When I'm not reading the words that other people wrote for me to read, um, anchoring, I create content. I cannot just pull that out of nowhere. People think I do, I don't. (laughs) I promise you I don't. The ideas come to me at all times and in all kinds of weird places. The Notes app on my phone is a bizarre place. But I, I have to track all that stuff because I never know when I'm going to think of something. You have a good think. You want to make sure you remember what it is. So giving yourself a brain break is perfect if you need to think of something really creative. If you need to clear your head, it is fantastic to to improve your productivity in addition to the creativity. If you have a big decision to make, you need to think about it. But you can't really think until you sit back and you really relax a little bit so you know that's why we say sleep on it if you have a big decision to make so sleep rest very important think about your kids when they were little or maybe they are little right now or maybe they're teenagers are they better before or after a nap probably after Teenagers need lots of sleep. Are they better after they've gotten a good night's rest? Absolutely. And adults are the same way. So my acupuncture experience of forced rest was a total disaster the first time because I wasn't really prepared to rest. And I think that that's maybe part of it is maybe rethinking how we look at rest. So now that acupuncture appointment is the best 20 minutes of my week. It is, but I had to learn how to get there. And I also had to go in with a plan and how I was going to rest during that time. Sounds ridiculous, but I'm telling you this thing works. So if you are not a good rester, then maybe you need to have a plan as well. Or you need to at least embrace the idea that you've got to build in some little rest breaks into the day. So I've got three things for you. First one is turn off your phone and don't turn on the TV, unplug. If you want a quiet brain, you need some quiet so turn the stuff off and i say this as a person who earns my living in making that noise right <laughs> i mean i earn my living on television and in this podcast right now and creating content online but i don't have stuff on all the time if i did i would never be able to create anything so i think if you want a quiet brain you need to have a little bit of quiet in your life and really be a little bit more purposeful or intentional in how you consume your content, wherever that content is coming from. So in my house, for example, I don't have the TV on as background noise. I grew up in a house that had the TV on as background noise a lot of the times. But I don't have it on all the time. Um, I don't leave news running all the time. And when my kids were small, it was because I wanted them to have context on what they were watching. There's a lot of stuff in news. I wanted them to have context. So if it's on and we're consuming it, it's so we can have a conversation about what we're watching. So the first thing I would say is turn down the noise. Second thing is stretch and breathe. So before you even try to take your little rest break, Think about stretching and releasing some of the tension that you're carrying around. So most of us carry that tension probably in your shoulders, uh, but you do. That's where I have it for the most point, or maybe in my neck, because we spend so much time on a screen most of the time. So think about stretching. So here are just a couple of, I mean, I'm mean, this is you know, an audio program for you guys. So here are a couple things I would suggest. If I'm feeling really tense, I will reach straight up, right? So just reach straight up. Maybe lean to the right, lean to the left. I showed a friend at work this week, my favorite stretch. I don't even remember where somebody, somebody... taught me this years ago and it's fantastic. If you stand up against a wall, any wall will do. Get your feet right against the wall, butt against the wall, shoulders against the wall. You need good posture for this. Now take your arms and you're going to make like a W with your arms, right? So um, have your hands, kind of like jazz hands, kind of next to your ears. And now try to flatten your whole body against that wall. It's hard. Just hold it for a second. Then slowly start to raise your hands above your head, still with all those body parts in contact with the wall, as high as you can go, and then lower them down. Do it a couple of times. It's an amazing stretch. And that stretching releases some of that tension, which will instantly relax you, make you feel a little bit more restful, and give you just a little bit of energy as well, which is pretty cool. So stretching is one part of it, but then breathing is the other part. So if you've ever had a panic attack or maybe you've just struggled to calm yourself down, or you have a kid who's having like a little fit over something, what's the first thing that someone will tell you, breathe, breathe. There's nothing more annoying in that moment than somebody telling you to breathe. But we tell people to breathe because breath is life, right? So as I take a deep breath, deep breaths and there are lots of different breathing techniques um, are a really good way to calm yourself down and to feel a little bit more restful. Someday we'll do an episode on breathing techniques because there are so many good ones out there. But in the meantime, you could Google box breathing or a new one that I just learned is called triangular breathing. And basically these have to do with the way you take that breath in and the way you take it out, and how long you hold it, and how long you take to take those breaths in and out. And you can use those techniques to achieve different kinds of things. Um, I won't go through all of them right now, though. I mean, but just Google it if you need to. Bottom line is, you know, go easy on this one. Take a deep breath. (laughs) So take it in with your nose, and then out with your mouth. And you should be able to feel that pushing out from your stomach. And that you take three really good deep breaths, that will start to calm you down. It regulates your breathing. And I always say three deep breaths to get through anything, right? In the moment anyway, not long-term, but in the moment. And I've done this with people that I work with, because I'll tell you behind the scenes, working news during the pandemic lockdown, was brutal, brutal. So there were many, many days during a newscast, where I took myself outside during a commercial break and I did three good deep breaths just to calm down a little bit. I don't think masks help me. <laughs> all of that, it made it challenging. But just breathing is a really good way to have like a little instant rest, okay? You breathe all day long, spoiler alert. But the way you breathe, if you do it more purposely and again with that intention, can be very powerful. So what if about this for a minute, what if you just added in a couple of breathing breaks, intentional breathing breaks throughout the day to create a habit for some built-in restful moments, little moments, okay? So for example, my work laptop takes forever to fire up, like easily 30 seconds by the time I get all the passwords and the codes and the, you know, whatever, secret handshake to get that thing going. It's, it's a good 30 seconds. And as I stare at the little things spinning, I just find it so irritating. So what if I use that time to add in three deep breaths before I even get started on the day, before I even get into a rundown for a newscast to start critiquing scripts, all that kind of thing? What if that was a time, something I got to do anyway, something where I'm not really doing anything else, but getting kind of anxious. What if I just took that time to take three really good deep breaths? What would be another time? Um, Something you gotta do. Getting into the car. It takes you a second to to get the car started. And maybe, what if like every time you got into the car, as the car was, you know, kind of firing up, what if you took that time, 10, 15 seconds, and you just took a second to take a couple of breaths, and then you started driving? I mean, how many of those little like back up, bump into something accidents might you avoid? (laughs) If you took a little rest, a little teeny tiny rest to center yourself and just relax a little bit. That's actually a really good idea. That should be like on a driving test. So think restful moments, not necessarily a nap. Okay, so step one was turn down the noise. Turn the phone off for a while. Don't have a screen going. Step two, stretch and breathe. Taking those little restful moments. And then step three... I just talked about naps. Naps are awesome. I mean, naps are regenerative. They're relaxing. They're just just—they're just delicious. Problem is, not everybody's got time to nap. I mean, if you've got like a, a full life, taking a nap in the middle of the day might be frowned upon, right? Like maybe your boss might not be so happy if they said, well, where's Fitz? Oh, she's napping right now. <laughs> I, would not, I can tell you that would not go over well where I work. Um, but if you have maybe you have like a flexible schedule. Maybe you have, um, I don't want to say work from home because that's like the joke people aren't working from home, but maybe you have a little bit more of a flexibility built into your day. Maybe you got 20 minutes. I used to work with a guy who used to, at the end of the morning shift, uh, before he headed home, cause he had kids, he would go out to the back parking lot, set an alarm and he took a 20 minute nap in his car before he went home to deal with his kids and start the rest of his day cuz he knew he had another 8 hours of of stuff ahead of him. And he took this 20-minute nap. And this was before I had kids, so I just didn't get it. I'm like, what is he doing there every day? Now I look at him like that was brilliant. <laughs> Such a smart thing to do. So if you can nap, awesome. Go for it. The advice is of course never to take longer than like a 20 to 40-minute nap. If you can do it, great. I'm not a napper. I'm just, I'm not. I have tried. I find napping stressful. I mean, clearly from my acupuncture experience, I'm not a great napper. But maybe you don't have to nap. Maybe you don't actually have to sleep. Maybe you just need to, as my mother would say, <laughs> close my eyes and rest my eyes. Maybe you just need to do something quiet. So maybe rest doesn't have to mean sleep. Maybe rest can just mean doing nothing really, like relaxing or doing something that's really low impact. So for me, that might be reading a book. Maybe it is just sitting still outside, sitting in the sun. Maybe it is sitting in a chair, closing your eyes, and just seeing if you fall asleep. Maybe just doing a little breathing. Maybe it's meditation if you're into that. Maybe it's a guided meditation. Lots of great free options for you out there on YouTube if you want to try that. But maybe it's just being still, and maybe that being still is that powerful rest break that can help boost your brain, which then in turn can boost your productivity, your creativity, lift your mood, and just make life a little bit better. And that might be why rest is the new superpower. So give it a try. So funny, I thought this episode would be like maybe five or six minutes. I just looked and I recorded 19 minutes of talking about rest, which might be why I feel a little mentally tired right now. (laughs) Okay, after you take your rest, if you have a moment to leave a rating review for the show on whatever podcast platform you're listening to it on right now, I would definitely appreciate it. It is the fastest way to grow a show and that is why everyone from NPR podcasts to Oprah, To Jason Bateman on SmartList, if you haven't listened to that show, it's phenomenal. To even me, asks you for these reviews and ratings. They really are a big deal. Thanks for listening today. I hope you found it helpful, and we'll see you next time on The Dying Desk Podcast.